Hello and welcome to Peace of Me, the podcast by Zalando. I'm Janine Matos, your host and Senior Program Manager for Partner Services here at Zalando. In each episode, I welcome an inspirational expert from Zalando to take a deep dive into our exciting and multifaceted industry and also share lots of practical tips and trends to help you on your own career and work journey. Each guest brings in three items as they reveal their motivations, stories, and what they've learned along the way. A piece that is close to their heart, one from their career, and one from their role at Zalando. Usually, we focus on people's position and teams at Zalando. But today, I have Hassan El Saudi and Nur Malik, both software engineers here at Zalando, and they are members from the Muslim Community Network. Welcome, Nur, and welcome, Hassan. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I'm perfect. That's fine. Super fine. Enjoying the summer here in Berlin. Finally, sun <laughs> came out. I'm really glad that out of the 300 members, I think, that are right now at the in the Muslim community, that you two uh, reached out and said you are happy to participate in being my guest today. Before we actually go into the details of your items, let's start with Hassan. Hassan, tell me, what are the three items that you brought? All right. So today I have three items. The first item is my favorite club jersey. And the second item is just a verse uh, from Quran. And the third item I have here is the maybe the first fruit I have with the team when I join Zalando. Nur, what are your three items? Yeah, so my first item is a book. It's War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. The second item I have from the community is more of an abstract nature, and that is something I will describe and I'll talk about it. It's a sense of belonging. And the third item I have, of course, for Zalando is going to sound a little bit weird, but it's my my ID card that I have. Zalando. Looking forward to the stories behind it. But before we go into your pieces, let's talk about the Muslim community at Zalando, the ERG that we have and you're both members of. Can you tell me how and when did it actually start it? So um, for Kaiser and Yassin and Helmi, all engineers uh, knowing each other from their prayer rooms, when the ERG concept was newly introduced, um, Fred was the first to learn about it. He was the main initiator for the ERG. He contacted Sarah and she helped us setting up the ERG. It happened somewhere in the 2019. Uh, we had our first kickoff meeting one day before the offices were closed. So first meeting was right before we actually were all asked to be doing home office. But at least that was the first official kickoff for the ERG. So what does it mean for you actually having this community at Zalando? Yeah, for me, it has a lot of meanings. And this a lot has to do with the way Islam generally organizes communities. There's a lot of overlap. And the nature of Islam allows to have this overlap in all parts of your life. So it doesn't specifically have to do with you performing certain religious rituals throughout your day, but it also has to do with the way you manage your finance, your food, your meetups with friends, or how you spend your pastime, or how you think about life, you know, all those aspects. And if you have a community where other people also have this approach to religion, it's very easy to blend in, and it's very easy to feel that you belong there. So for me, this was very important because when I come in, it gets very hard to be able to belong to a community. You know, you move into a new place, you don't know what people like to eat, what people like to talk about, what are their things not to be discussed, what offends people. 
But when you have a Muslim community, the best part is that you already know all of that, right? So I think for me, having this was pretty amazing because it felt just like home. So I think that was, yeah, that was pretty great for me. Like I shared the same uh, concept and the same idea. So belonging to a community that you feel that some people got your back and uh, you also can meet up with people that share the same idea, the same point of view, not even the same, but maybe similar, uh, moving to a new entire continent, I would say, because I'm from Egypt and like Europe, it's just a new continent for me. So uh, finding this community was just a plus to my life, I would say. Noor, you have been now a bit longer at Zalando than Hassan, so maybe I'll ask this question directly to you. Why do you actually think that ERGs are important for a larger organization like Zalando having these ERGs, these communities? So I can relate to this and answer this very well because of my experience. So previous company that I worked on was a very small organization of around 30 people. And in an organization of that size, you basically know everyone. You can be friends with them. You can be very good friends with them. You can learn how to navigate different personalities at the office. You have an overall understanding. You can make your space. You can fit in, right? But when I move here into an organization that is orders of magnitude larger in size, it's no longer that easy for me to chalk out, hey, what is the bigger picture and where do I fit in? So when you have communities like ERGs, how it really enables a person to fulfill this social aspect of requirement is that you can just find a community and just be a part of it. And since in that community, you might find people from all different business units, organizations within your company, you will be gradually onboarding yourself into the bigger picture while staying into a very comfortable space. Something like this that I personally felt is really substantial when it comes to having ERGs at an organization that operates as a, at the scale that Zalando does. The ERGs at Zalando do not only cover religion. We have so many different ones, right? We have the Black Employee Connection. We have the Parent ERG. We have Neurodiversity, LGBTQI+, who we already covered also in another episode. That's really nice that you get the sense of community and, and finding peers to have this safe space and knowing you're with people with the same interests. YouTube brought also three pieces. Hassan, tell me about your first piece and why did you bring it? So my first piece is my uh, local football club jerseys and why? Okay, so my club, uh, football club, its name is Zamalik and I'm really connected to the club. So the jersey is more than uh, just a piece of clothing to me. It's just a link to my childhood. Uh, ever since when I was a little kid, I have been crazy about watching the team, the games, cheering for them, uh, watching every match. It's just like a tradition that stayed with me all the years. Those are really nice memories when you have those childhood memories and still stick to them, like keeping them and thinking about them. Do you still go and watch their games when you're in Egypt? Uh, I do. I do. Sometimes I go there watching the game, cheering for the team. And yeah, as a loyal fan, I would say. Noor, what is your first piece? My first piece is the book War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. The reason I chose this is because this was 
a turning point in the journey, you could say, in personal development, as well as my developing taste for literature that has kind of stuck with me ever since. So I have been reading books for almost four years now, regularly, and most of them had been, let's just say, classic literature, linear stuff, right? Stories, novels, where you have definitive plots, you have single-layered characters, stuff is happening between them, and so on. The way this book was different was that it was the first of its kind that I read, which kind of tried to overlap different aspects of literature. So it has to it not only characters and their overarching stories, but also a lot of history, a lot of philosophy, a lot of understanding of the world. So the book is basically, for those of you who haven't read, it's about this epic tale of a couple of characters as they progress through life set in the backdrop of the Napoleonic conquering of Europe going from northern Italy all the way to Moscow. So the book covers years 1805 up until 1812. And what Tolstoy has done here is that he has used this backdrop to kind of explain how life changes. And he has used this backdrop and the characters and their development to kind of put in, nudge in tiny aspects of human life. So the way it was changing for me was that it kind of made me feel that everything around us is kind of connected in a way, right? We might not find ourselves to be political. For example, you go to a person and you say, hey, are you a political person? They'll say, no, I hate news. I don't like being involved in politics. You know, it's a, it's a dirty business. But the truth of the matter is that every single person who is a part of any social community, if it's more than one person, if it's two people, you are already very much involved in politics, whether you believe it or like it or not. And this book makes you realize that if, if you are not an actor in it, you are going to be an accomplice in it one way or the other. We still live all in this in this community. So, so some way or the other, we are still kind of touching points with politics. Yeah, exactly. So I, what do I do in my day? I wake up, I have breakfast, I go out, get some bread, I buy some bread. I, I talk to people, I work at a company, right? I create value there. All of these points kind of converge and they all contribute in ways and form changes in life that I might not be aware of, but that doesn't simply mean that I don't contribute to them. This was a very big revelation and this led me to to understanding life from a very different perspective. So I became involved in what you might call politics and news. So, you know, in a way, this was me just maturing into somebody who now sees how everything is connected. And this book played a big part in it. So, yeah, that's why I brought it today. Let's move to your second pieces which have to do with the community, so the Muslim community, the ERG at Zalando. And Hassan, you said you brought a sentence. So yes, I have uh, not a sentence, but a verse from a chapter in Quran in a wooden shape. I want to talk about something that's always fascinated me, the Arabic calligraphy, the Arabic fonts. The way those letters uh, flow all together has captivated me since I was at a young age. I remember seeing different fonts of Arabic and the beautiful Arabic calligraphy, and I always felt this connection between me and how the letters are shaped. 
And as you already know, the Arabic language is the at heart uh, of our holy book, the Quran. So it's a way of getting closer to the essence of my faith. What is actually the verse that you brought? Would you actually say once in Arabic and actually also explain what the meaning is? Okay, so this verse is, I would say, the main block of our religion. I can say in Arabic, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ And this means there is no God but God in a, a simple term. To believe there is no God but God. So, Noor, what is your second item? Yeah, so my second item, I kind of hinted at it at the very start of this conversation. And that was this internal feeling that I have, which I call the feeling of belonging. And as we just also discussed a moment ago that how necessary this feeling of belonging is wherever you go, And I did not really appreciate it until I moved out of Pakistan. Because when you're living in a Muslim country, there are so many things you're taking for granted, which are everywhere, which everybody does. And you can find it in all the places. And therefore, you start taking it for granted. You appreciate it less and less. But once you move out into a different society, you then see, ah, that one tiny thing that I used to do every day no longer can be done. So an example would be, you could go to Pakistan and greet any person with assalamu alaikum, that peace be with you. But it's not something you can do here, primarily because people might not even understand what you're saying, right? So you don't feel as if you belong there in that sense. And at the same time, For instance, when whenever there is azan, the call to prayer, or there is the Ramadan, the fasting season, you will see like an atmosphere in Muslim countries everywhere. You can just go to any place at the time of iftar when we break the fast and say, I'm fasting, I want to break a fast. And literally anybody would give you something to eat and drink for no reason whatsoever, right? So these are the kind of things that once you move out into a different society, you, you really, really miss. So why did I bring it up? I bring it up because when I see those communities here, you really feel belong because you can just walk up to anyone and say, Assalamu alaikum. You can say, Alhamdulillah, which means praise be to God. You say it when you are feeling happy about something, when you're trying to pay your thanks. You can do that. And this really makes you feel belong. Like I also mentioned at the very start of the conversation, Islam is not merely a set of rituals and beliefs. It is an entire way in which you live your life. And because of this, trying to belong somewhere is very, very essential to the core of our religion and faith, right? Because basically that's how we do what we eat, how we dress, where we go, what we look like, how we talk to people how we treat our colleagues, neighbors, friends, relatives, it all comes under the injunctions of Islam. So to us, it's very essential that we live in a community like this. And also one of the tenets of Islam is to form these communities so that you can feel belonged wherever you go. So I think my item was this, and this is something that I've been appreciating more and more ever since I moved here, April last year, 2022. And yeah, I think it's been, it's been something I'm really, really grateful for. And I think that's also really beautiful. I mean, both of your, your pieces, Hassan and Noor, would nicely represent, actually, the ERG. So your third piece is a Zalando piece. Let's start with Noor this time. Tell me about your piece. So my piece was my employee card at Zalando. 
And just like my other two pieces, this also to me represents a step, a milestone in my journey ever since I moved out of my hometown, my home country. I remember the day that I first came to the office. It was my first few days in Germany. Everything was new to me. I was still trying to figure out how to do the Mülltrennung, you know, still, <laughs> still trying to figure out what is the right way to go between U-Bahns, how to switch trains. Everything is absolutely new to me. And I just finally make it to the office and now I'm sweating and I'm like completely out of my elements, as you would say. And then they say, ah, we have to take your picture because we have to make this ID card for you. And they take a picture. And every time I look at that picture, I go back to the same feeling of, I don't know where I am. And now when I look at the card, I see how far I have come, right? How far I've come in my journey of learning things, of settling into Zalando, of discovering how to do so many things. It's, it's a reminder. It's a reminder of growth and maturity and how life can take you places. So Hassan, your third item that is connected to Zalando. Uh, for my third item, I'm bringing a very connected piece of me and my journey here at Zalando, a physical picture of me and my colleagues when we moved to a new building, the PHW building. This picture really holds the memory of the exciting changes and challenges we went through together. And the beautiful thing behind the photo is we are very diverse. We are from different regions. And I really like to work in a team uh, that's very diverse when we can share culture or news or make new friends outside the work. So I would say I have the best team ever. I really liked both of your items, how connected they are with the sense of community also. But before we wrap up, I would like to ask both of you if you have any last words, tips, especially if it's based on career, tips to succeed. Hassan. Okay. <clears throat> the one tip that I always have been following is love what are you doing? When I do something, I really love it. So really love what are you doing so you can do it better. I would say that's my tip. And Noor? Yeah, my final words would be Never settle for what life is. Always be going out to explore new things. You will never know what you might come across that will completely change your life. I, for example, just enrolled myself into this one optional course that used to be offered classes in break time at the university. It was a course on 101 French classes. After that, learning some French, I learned a lot of German on my own. I then proceeded to learn some Arabic, some bits of Spanish and stuff. So I just basically went into this whole new part of me. Just one example of completely unexpected things that life can do for you if only you are willing to at least touch point on different places and see, no, I'm not settling for what I have. I want some more. I want to explore more what life has to offer. So keep growing, never settle in, never get comfy in life. Thank you so much, Noor and Hassan, for being my guests today and for sharing your experience and the three pieces you brought. And thank everyone for listening. If you'd like to know more about careers at Zalando, go to jobs.zalando.de. Our next episode is coming in two weeks, and I'll be talking to another guest about life inside the fashion and tech retail industry. 
In the meantime, visit our Instagram page, Insights Orlando, to know more about us.